So many of our favorites to watch. Oh look, now they're being bashed. I guess that's what we should expect on the Bullied Nostalgia Podcast. Hello to whoever is listening. Uh, this is Timothy Nesbitt, and I've got Jonathan Nesbitt here with me. Hello. Kylan Nesbitt. Hi. And Chance Nesbitt. Guten Tag. We're recording what may be a reoccurring podcast. Essentially, what we're going to be doing is my brother and I are going to be looking back at old things from our childhood that we have nostalgia for. And we will be making fun of them. That's right. And fresh eyes will dissect them and bludgeon them with a hammer. Thanks, boys. Mm -hmm. So the the first one that we're tackling today is Superman for the Quest for Peace. Great title. Yes. So before we jump into this Superman movie, I do want to ask, has anyone at the table seen Superman 1, 2, or 3? I couldn't tell you what the name of it is, but the one where he travels back in time by splitting the earth in the opposite direction. You've seen that whole movie? Or you've seen that scene? I think I've seen bits and pieces of that movie. I might have been unconscious for a good part of it. Okay. I remember sitting down to watch it. The only Superman movie I saw was number four. That was the one we owned in our home. I don't know why mom and dad only bought that one and not the first three. (laughs) But that was my Superman. Superman 4. Kylan, how about you? (coughs) This was my first experience. Okay. So, yeah, that's bad. (laughs) Unfortunately, Superman 1 is an exceptionally good movie. It created the superhero movie landscape that we still live in nowadays. It was directed by Richard Donner. And they tried to film Superman 1 and 2 together, which was unprecedented filmmaking technique at the time. But Richard Donner spared no expense. And he made a brilliant movie, but there was a lot of pressure for him to get something out. So he didn't finish Superman 2 and released Superman 1. At the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. And they fired him for that reason, for Superman 2. They brought in a guy named Richard Lester. He wanted the money from getting sole directing credit. So he refilmed 50% of Superman 2, regardless of whether or not it needed it. So he'd get that money. And... He put a real slapstick spin on it. He also made Superman 3, which was more of a comedy than anything. And Superman took a back seat. And that came out in 1983. And then there was nothing. Superman 3 did not make a lot of money. And so then the powers that be opted to not make another one. However, a company called Canon Films was champion of like B movies and they wanted Hollywood legitimacy. So they paid $5 million for the license to make another Superman movie. 
Money well spent. Money well spent. They went and headhunted Christopher Reeves, Superman, and they paid him $6 million to come back as Superman and promised him that this was going to be the best Superman movie that had been made so far. Its budget was astronomical, $36 million. But that is not the movie that was made. Okay, so Canon was in a lot of trouble financially at the time, and they went bankrupt in the middle of all this. They had big movies coming out, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, which notoriously did not even film its end scene. And so, yeah, by the time they got to filming the movie, the budget was slashed to $17 million. They had cut over half of it, and... There were tons of unforeseen costs that just kept nipping away at that budget. A stuntman got hurt on set and he sued. That came out of budget. There was a lawsuit that they had stolen someone else's script ideas. They won, but it still took money out of the budget. Ultimately, a lot of things were just taken the really cheap option. When Superman 1 came out, they had a slogan. They perfected a technology by which Christopher Reeves could fly around and stuff. And, they, and the slogan was, you'll believe a man can fly. Did you have that feeling in this movie? <laughs> Can't say I did. No. I'm not sure. I tried not to mention it, John, when we watched. But did you notice that when he's flying... They reuse a lot of shots. Yeah, it's just the same him flying every single time. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, they filmed the movie, and then Christopher Reeves was supposed to go back and do six months of flight special effects. They did it all in one. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> one take. It's all you need. So... Did people like this movie? I thought it was fun to make fun of. Okay. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting choice. Well, I, I remember it with different eyes as a child. Now as an adult, I feel like I really appreciate the concept of the quest for peace. And yeah, I, I thought it was cool how he was a hero, not just for Americans throughout the movie. But he went and saved people all around the world, and he knew how to speak their language, and it was kind of cool. This movie is very short. <laughs> oh, and there's another reality out there where this was a good movie, <laughs> um, but we never got that. <laughs> and that's because test audiences felt it dragged a little bit and so warner bros wanted them to cut the movie down make it a little bit shorter canon thinking about money more than anything thought well you know what if we cut a lot it can play a lot more times in a day and a lot more people can go see it a lot more people can pay us money and we'll make more money if the movie is very short this movie is less than an hour and a half, and that is because Canon cut 
over 45 minutes of the movie. Huh. That's half the movie, you guys. There is a lot of plot lines that just go nowhere. Like Clark turning into an old senior citizen for one scene, and then all of a sudden he's back. It's like, why did we do that? Probably in the longer cut. Well, um, I think he used that crystal of power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the crystal of power that's not explained in any way. <laughs> He'll use this to save his life, I'm sure. Clark, it is your responsibility now. Da -da -da! He's just in space again. No explanation required. Did he eat it? Who knows? <laughs> it was a little unclear why he got so sick. Because he got scratched. Right, right, he got scratched. That didn't... <laughs> was... Nuclear man hasn't cleaned his nails in a really long time. The, the, the fights in that movie were a lot of stomping on feet, scratching, <laughs> grabbing. The um... moon space stomp on toes is the best, probably the best move in a fight scene I've ever seen. It was a lot of like just raw going at it, you know, and, and it, was, it was funny. The only time that I ever got a suspension in school was an in-school suspension because I got in a fight on, on the playground and ended up scratching someone's neck. <laughs> it makes me wonder. <laughs> I guess media does affect us. You were aspiring to be nuclear man this whole time. There was something about him that inspired me. <laughs> Speaking of... Kill Superman. <laughs> the scratch. I think that might be the greatest way to attack a hero. Throw the Statue of Liberty at somebody, <laughs> and then while they try to catch the statue and carry it back daintily, you can just walk up, swipe at them, and then just fly away. It's like they're going to fight back. They're too busy putting down the Statue of Liberty. Other things that were cut is the love triangle between Superman, Lois, and Lacey. John and I were talking. We watched this the other day. Lacey's just gone at the end of the movie. <laughs> so Nuclear Man sees a picture of her in a newspaper, and then he flies to a building. We're not sure which, and Superman's waiting there for him, and he's like, where's the woman? <laughs> How does he know? What's going on? And then they fight, and then Nuclear Man flies back down and goes and gets Lacey, so... Clark got lucky. He figured out which woman he was talking about. <laughs> he drags her out into space. Lacey's fine, by the way. And then Superman takes Lacey away from him. And then we never see her again. There's no closure. I hope she didn't suffocate in space. Yeah, because she was the publisher by the end of the movie. She had a solid job there. Yeah, they don't even talk about her in the buyout. Just one of the main characters, just gone. Obviously things that were cut pretty substantially. Something else that you wouldn't know watching this is that Nuclear Man is not the first superhuman that Lex Luthor makes. His first attempt to make someone to fight Superman is an ugly guy with black hair a la bizarro and so there's footage that you can watch online of christopher reeves fighting bizarro and obviously he's the failed experiment 
And so then his next attempt is Nuclear Man. That's to say that in the other 45 minutes of the movie, he fought the first version was Bizarro. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I don't think the Lacey-Clark relationship aged that well. Hard to watch the boss making all those moves on him. <laughs> and uh, When she crawls up on her desk, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> Especially considering, I'm assuming most of their conversations up to this point have been so cut, you know? Right. Like, in the first couple scenes, Lois is like, oh, stop. He's not that interested in you. And then it hard cuts to her on her desk. <laughs> not the greatest. <laughs> Seamless transition, Lacey. Well, and I don't even know what Clark was trying to do if he wanted to be in a relationship with both Lois and Lacey. Speaking of things that I feel like had to be cut... Superman goes to the Fortress of Solitude, and he talks to the Council of Elders. The Wizard of Oz heads, yes. Yeah. Betrayed! 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 Betrayed. 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 I definitely want to talk about the backup (laughs) singer, because there's only two of them who speak, and one of them's like, don't do it, and the other one's like, yeah, if you fail, they'll feel betrayed. And then it goes back to the first guy, betrayed! 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 There's got to have been more to that conversation, I feel like, but maybe not. Lex says his motto is, the more fear you make, the more loot you take. I don't know. (laughs) That does not seem like Lex Luthor's motto. I find it very interesting that Luthor... Seems like a pirate's motto. (laughs) Well, he is a pretty old man by this movie. For all we know, he could have been a pirate. In comparison, his henchman is very young and very hip. Can we talk about him? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Lenny. He's like flying in the air in one scene because Nuclear Man picked him up and he's like, Oh no! Oh no! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Speaking of, he does speak like a uh, surfer in every single scene he's in. In the scene where Lenny very expertly disposes of the cops. He just shows up in the sweetest car the cops have ever seen. Hey guys, get inside. And then just crashes it off some cliff. I appreciate that the first thing they notice is the sound system on his car. It's got those big horns coming in. But he's sitting there listening to music with his headphones on. And I'm like... What's happening here exactly? I thought they were horns that when you honk, they just blare right at you. (laughs) In case you need to be reminded that you're honking your horn, eh? I like that his car says his name on it. Said his name on it. He's the most (laughs) obvious villain. I just props him for that. Can we talk about those prisoners, though? They, like, spent a week memorizing Mozart. Just in case Lex Luthor came back? That's pretty committed. That's true. That's true. I really want to talk about those police officers. Because they're walking around with 12 gauges. And they would get in the vehicle, they're like, Whoa! Whoa, the windows are rolling up! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! The car top that's made of the cheapest leather goes over them. We're gonna die! (laughs) Everyone has fears, okay? (laughs) Both very some, claustrophobic. Some fears are luxury levels. <laughs> John was sure they were dead. Yeah. And then they just <laughs> get up. <laughs> we'll get you, legs after you walk away slowly now that you blew up your only mode of transport. That's true. They definitely had to walk. 
Kylan talking about Lenny spinning makes me think of the superpowers in this movie. The powers that nuclear man had and Superman had. <laughs> There's Superman a lot of them. having all of them. <laughs> right after Superman like punches nuclear man away near the wall of China, he just gives his like smolder at the wall and it builds itself back <laughs> together. <laughs> That scene has aged way better than if they put any effort into it. But obviously the intention was for him to fly around and rebuild the wall, but they had cut all their special effects time and budget. So what's funny about that scene is he turns to the crowd and he nods. And so if you watch it, he turns... Do, 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 fixes the wall. He turns, but it's mirrored because they flip the image. Do, 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 <laughs> fix the wall. And then it comes back to him and the mirrors, it's not mirrored again. And then he turns and then does the nod. <laughs> so it's, they just cut the part the of his turn. moving and acknowledging the people <laughs> to then add little blue beams to do some wall building, which is... That's a great superpower. <laughs> Can we um, talk about the fact that he sees an erupting volcano and his first thought is, I'll just chop off the top of a mountain. <laughs> you know, clearly what this city needs is more rock falls. <laughs> I'm surprised the nuclear man was able to still work in that volcano. I feel like all that ash and stuff like that would cloud his powers, but... I'm not Lex Luthor, so I guess I don't know. It's a little bit unclear, you know, what's too dark. Mm. Like, he can be inside buildings where there's no light at all. And then the second he steps too far into the building. Or walks in someone's shadow. Or (laughs) (laughs) walks... Superman just, like, miming around him, like... ah. (laughs) But as I watched more and more, I began to realize that Nuclear Man is essentially a cartoon character... There's a part where a bunch of police officers show up with guns and he just like finger guns at them and all the guns turn into like Play-Doh and droop straight down like Bugs Bunny. And then he time travels them. Yeah. And there's also a part where he just like lifts up his fingers and all of a sudden a SWAT car just spins like a carousel. It's not helpful at all. There's nobody in that vehicle, but he really wanted to make it spin around. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. I always just assumed that he was melting their guns. But... There's no, like, heat or anything. (laughs) They're not dying. So he's changing the molecular makeup of the guns, maybe. Yeah. But I do want to talk about the greatest superpower of all time, which is the mind wipe kiss. Which Oh, John's been waiting to talk about this. Which, in all fairness, does not get discussed at all. (laughs) Like, let's go through the events that happened in this scene. Clark is with Lois, and he's talking to her about how he needs to get ready. And then they go up onto the balcony, he says, I need to get some air. And then he jumps off a building while holding her. And they plummeting to their death. And suddenly Superman comes by, and in this scene, there are a couple things that happen. Either A, Lois Lane recognizes that Clark is Superman, or Clark, in her mind, is now dead. But all she cares about is Superman. (laughs) They fly around for a good little bit, land back on the balcony, 
Superman kisses her, she stands still for probably five minutes, and then suddenly Clark is getting ready, and he goes, Hey, what are you doing outside? We're supposed to be going. And she goes, Oh yeah, you said you wanted a breath of fresh air. End scene. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what is happening? <laughs> John, you probably want to fill in your thoughts on this. Well, I, I just never knew that Superman had that power. No one else did. So, <laughs> because it wasn't explained in this movie at all, Tim told me that that's how it worked, and I just thought, wow, <laughs> this movie would have made no sense to me as a child. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Later in the movie, she comes to Clark and explains all the things she would say to Superman if Superman was there. <laughs> oh, that scene is awkward. <laughs> now, there are two ways to take this. She has residual memories from the mind wipe kiss. Or she's like, hey, can you middleman my love letter to a guy you never are seen with ever? <laughs> she, but she, she knows, right? Let's be clear here. She's like, oh... Hey, if you see him, make sure he gets his cape, Mr. You're too sick to get off your couch. <laughs> Does Superman hang out on Clark's couch all the time? <laughs> Here's the most important things he needs to know. That I love him. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> I'm sick. Get out of my house. There were a couple of scenes near the start of the movie that I feel like we need to address. Firstly, the farm. What happened to the farm? Yeah, the whole selling the farm storyline oh. does not get acted <laughs> on ever. Weird. <laughs> what, what a strange situation. Nothing else was cut from this movie. Why cut the farm? Um, what happened to point? the baseball in space? What happened to the baseball in space? Yeah. And then there was that other scene, the subway. Superman has electricity powers. I assume that's him standing on the electrical tracks. Yeah, like breaking the connection or something. We're, we're all engineers here, you Obviously. guys. We know how the metro science. system works. Science. <laughs> Sciencey. Let me science, just tell you science, about science. science. I, did, I did appreciate that he reassured the public that trains are still a safe mode of transportation. I thought that was really cool. Like a very Superman-y thing to do. <laughs> Trust me, it still works. <laughs> I feel like the trains would get less usage. They're like, oh, the trains are working? I want to go see Superman. <laughs> Darn it, I missed it! <laughs> I need to go to the thing that's going wrong. <laughs> I, I'll tell you something that's not very Superman-y. He just straight up moves the moon. I am pretty sure he ruins everything on Earth. Trust me, I save the world like everyone in Japan or some ocean country. Just, ah! Tidal wave. Yes. Gone. Do people have any favorite quotes? Oh, I actually have a couple. There's the random woman who comes and talks, or I think it's the teacher who talks to one of the students and says, I know you're upset about the impending doom. The best thing to do is think positively. <laughs> <laughs> send a letter to our Congress. <laughs> I think we both laughed out loud when Superman says to Lex Luthor, it's common knowledge that you hate children and animals, Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was perfection. <laughs> it's like the su his supervillain card is on his bio or something like that. Like, what? <laughs> This is on, like, his Tinder page. <laughs> like, long walks on the beach. Just Nuclear fission. Hates children and animals. 
<laughs> that was very good. There was another thing I really liked, which is the arbitrary costume changing from Superman. A subway train is about to crash, and he has to go quickly hide around a corner to change costumes. He gets in the phone booth, which is yeah. classic Superman. He gets in yeah. some stranger's car later <laughs> in the movie, which I don't know how he knew that that was unlocked, but also... X-ray vision. Sure, um, that's fair game. And all, if, for all we know, he used his Lego smolder powers <laughs> and just unlocked the car with his mind. Or his door-knocking powers. I don't know if you noticed. Right. So he's in the apartment with Lacey and Lois, and then all of a sudden, someone like rings the doorbell or knocks or whatever. He's still in the room. It's like ventriloquism. <laughs> Can you throw a knock? <laughs> His costume changes. Sometimes he'll be like hiding around corners or in other people's strangers' cars. But my favorite one is probably when he's falling from a building and people are probably looking up at him and he just changes costumes in the air. Yeah, I wondered if he just dropped his Clark clothes on the street below <laughs> or if he stacked them nicely on some stranger's balcony or something. I don't know. I really appreciated how Nuclear Man was made. First of all, Superman's hair. It was unclear where this long hair came from on Superman's body. Right. So let's talk about the fact that it's holding up that 10,000 kilos or whatever. Sure, sure. But it's like a, a foot. foot. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't on his head anywhere unless he had a mullet <laughs> in the last movie. He grew it out in November just for this. <laughs> I think it has to be back hair. We never see him without his super suit on. It did cut very easily, cut very well. well I Luke's. assumed it was cutting the cables that were holding it up because there were two cables on either end. Uh, no, but that, that looked like it was part of the hair. I wasn't. <laughs> so wait, you're saying that Superman's hair was surrounded by cables. No, no, it was like so. three cables that met in the center where Superman's hair was <laughs> and then another cable connecting to the 10,000 tons. So I'm assuming okay, the hair was too long and they had to make it more manageable by cutting it into that shape. So in reality, it's like three feet long at original length. So definitely backhand. Kryptonian backhand. Very powerful. And then add a little sprinkle of cloth into the Petri dish and makes for a really nice suit. Yeah. That being said... I do want to point out, Nuclear Man is made of Superman's DNA, but he has the most luscious golden hair <laughs> of any supervillain. I'm assuming Lex Luthor used a bit of his own DNA. In well, yeah, he did. He yeah, gave him his voice. voice. Yeah, he yeah, has the same Superman. voice. But are we implying then that Lex Luthor just has the most beautiful golden That's hair? That's the way Lex used to look. He was hot. <laughs> um, I do think we should get to... What might be the elephant in the room? Jeremy. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is... I'll tell you something that would do some good. <laughs> Superman! <laughs> that guy is voiced over by an adult. Right? Yeah. Like, I, my voice isn't even deep enough to do a successful Jeremy. And then the best part, three minutes later, I'm gonna contact Superman. Save the world, Superman says. Die, child. <laughs> <Yeah>. Drop dead. <laughs> Genius headlines. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I interrupted. Go ahead, we, 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 What's we, your we, elephant in the room? I was going to say the moon fight, which 
my personal favorite scene in the entire movie is the part where Nuclear Man just stands Superman <laughs> up and then just hammers him into the moon like a stake. He's like... <laughs> And he just covers him up with his foot, perfect, and walks away. I don't know what it was, but as a child, when I saw that scene, I always felt really sad for Superman. <laughs> I was like, oh no, Superman. <laughs> well, that's a pretty bad fate. You never see anybody else get nailed into the ground. <laughs> and as John mentioned before, there was the foot stomp during right. the fight, which is choreographed perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, Superman, he really takes advantage of stomping on Nuclear Man's foot by throwing him two miles per hour into a rock wall. As well in that fight, for a guy who is powered by the sun, he seems to have some pretty powerful ice powers. Yeah, he freezes Superman pretty much right off the hop. So maybe it's the power of the sun and the power to take away the sun. Maybe he wasn't blowing. Maybe he was sucking. <laughs> sucking all the heat off of him. Uh, speaking of sucking, this movie. <laughs> I think for a climactic fight, I love how slow the moon fight is. There's a scene where Superman builds something with his mind, implying that he's going so fast he's building that. But after that scene, you would not think he was fast at all. Because he's slowing punches Still, no. slower than a... hard to fight in. Yeah, there's literally nothing in the way. <laughs> Maybe the movie just slowed it down so that the human eye could take it. Oh yeah, this is happening in a millionth of a second. <laughs> Let's talk about the end of our fateful villain, which is juicing him into power. Because Superman's supposed to be the ideal... It is pretty inhumane. Yeah. Uh, he turned into a Christmas light. Just kind of takes Florida. Lex Luthor and puts him back in prison. But no, Nuclear Man shoved straight down into a battery port. That's his life now. Never getting out. I feel like making a nuclear plant have more power isn't always the greatest idea. Yeah, because that power Those plant... never was... meltdown is fun. <laughs> nuclear Man got juiced. Lex Luthor went back to prison. Lenny got sent to Boys Town, which is the greatest name for Juvie ever. There's just like 20 dudes hanging out. Yo, we got another one. I feel like Boys Town would be a 90s rap song. <laughs> this 60-year-old man who's the dean of this place, I like to think his name is too cool for school with a Z. <laughs> Like, that's his full name. Well, any closing comments about the movie? It was bad. <laughs> 10 out of 10, never watch again. <laughs> 10 never watch again. You made fun of the name. Superman 3 was intended to be Superman versus Superman. Was the name. He was going to be split into light side, dark side Superman. Hmm. But Superman shows up three times in that title. They just... <laughs> <laughs> Superman, Superman, Superman three. Superman. It all comes together. Uh, in reality, this might be the greatest name of all time. <laughs> so they found that titles rated better as a number, so they changed it to Superman three. But that's why you've got Superman four: The Quest for Peace. 
It's nice and long. I do want to say one thing before we close. There's a part in the barn where Superman, he's looking at the crate, and so he takes the crystal out of it, and he goes, I'll do it for you, family. And he looks down, and the crater just disappears, fades out of reality. But then later in the movie, when he's super hurt, he goes back for the crystal and climbs out of the crater, implying he gets this crystal twice, which already disappears. <laughs> I think you were asleep during this part. <laughs> I don't remember this. It does happen. The cr- I literally wrote it down. The crater disappears. After his mother speaks I like the idea that you were sleeping (laughs) and you dreamed this up. I I remember the crater, but nothing after that. Oh my goodness. So for you, Tim, what is this movie watching it now compared to when you had watched it when we were kids? I think for me, because of my obsessive nature around knowing all things pop culture... Um, this movie has remained relevant in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not watched it recently, but I've been aware of it enough that I could remember a lot of scenes in it. So I think uh, I've known that it was very bad for a long time, and that's why I selected it for this session. My takeaways are, though... Justice for Lacey. I feel like that girl's wronged big time. Not Hashtag only, Lacey matters. <laughs> not only does she presumably lose her job when Perry buys the paperback, we don't see her for the last 15 minutes of the movie. She's probably dead out in space, but she was just a nice person. She was in Clark's Corner. She... She talks back to her dad about publishing bad headlines. She also drops the line, how can one man be so square and so delicious? (laughs) (laughs) We already mentioned how she can survive in the space for some reason, but while she's in space, she's hanging from Nuclear Man's cape as if she's going to fall and (laughs) Superman has to save her. There's no gravity in space. Yeah, the, the space science wasn't always clear. Uh, yeah, we're all engineers here. Science, 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 science. <laughs> Mathy, math, science, science, history. Yeah, I feel like this podcast is mostly going to be revisiting my childhood and destroying all my <laughs> Destroying everything you ever loved? So one of my favorite things about Clark in this is that trench coat. Was I the only one that looked at his trench coat? (laughs) I'm aware that he was wearing a trench coat, but what's... It was amazing! (laughs) Just existing. The best Guys, guys, number one takeaway from this movie is that is one rockin' trench coat. Superman looked so good. Pitching in on a Christmas gift for Kai. (laughs) I feel like if Kai wanted a gift like that for Christmas, it would have to be a really long one that someone could get on someone's shoulders (laughs) and like sneak into movies or something. (laughs) Then you gotta throw on your Jeremy voice. (laughs) I'll tell you what will do some good! Give me one ticket! Superman! (laughs) Would anyone ever watch this movie again? I would watch it again if I could see the script. Just so I could shout my favorite lines at the same time a character says them. <laughs> like, so hey get... guys, it's Mozart! That would be the pinnacle of my day. 
just to give the perception that you've watched this movie enough time to memorize yeah, it. Exactly. That's what you want your claim to fame to be. Yeah, I want people to think I've seen this movie at least two times. I think I never intended on watching it again because I wanted to, <laughs> to protect my memories of it. It was a special movie to me, and now that that's been destroyed, <laughs> I probably won't watch it again. I will probably watch this movie again at some point in my life, even knowing that it's bad. I think that there are just some things about it that are so great. Poor Christopher Reeves. I know that he was heartbroken making this movie. Everything that he signed on for, it did not ultimately become. But they tried. And Canon went bankrupt. Yep. <laughs> We've done a national deed. Gotten rid of Canon Industries. <laughs> so they sold all of their properties to Warner Brothers. Superman saved the day after Superman all. Superman saved the day after Quest all. For peace. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's funny that Superman only seems to intercept nuclear missiles that have already been fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the right thing to do. He should not quit doing that. Millions will die. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he's apologizing at the end of the movie. <laughs> Kai, do you have any closing remarks or anything? You good? No, that's... It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. It's bad. Okay, well, thank you for everyone giving me an hour and a half of your time to watch this spectacular movie and to shatter John's hopes and dreams. We'll see if we do this again.